<clears throat> okay. Hello, everyone. I'm back with the terrible podcast at Too Old to Tumble. But today I'm being joined by my friend and fellow body geek, Laura Donnelly. And Laura, who I've been working with over the past few months doing uh, live shows for The Calming Zone, is somebody who actually loves having a body in all its glory and all its messes and all its amazing receptivity and healing. And her business is called Dancing With Ease, Body Brain Balance. And I am really happy that she's joining me today to discuss being fit in old age and dealing with an aging body and still wanting to do things that the body says, no, you need to think about this. So I hand you over to Laura, make she can introduce herself and tell us what she does. Um, hi, Christina, it's so good to be here and to talk to somebody who is always sharing good ideas about how to take care of their body, how to use their body to the fullest, because that's one of the things I think is that our our bodies are made to live in the world. And they were made, uh, I used to, I taught ballet for a really long time. And, and my ballet students would sometimes get this idea that ballet was very beautiful and delicate and um, ethereal. Because a lot of times the dancers were playing fairy tale characters and, and fairies and princesses and the whole thing. But I had this wonderful Russian teacher and uh, she came out of uh, Russia. She emigrated out right when the uh, first revolution was happening. So she was a young woman in the 1920s and dancing and stuff. Then she taught and I, I met her as an older, well, she's probably over 70, maybe over 75 when she taught me. And so it was my first experience of seeing that she could convey everything about the beauty of the technique while teaching from sitting in a chair. And this was like a radical concept for me because I had prior to that time only learned from teachers who were demonstrating physically. So this gave me the idea that I could continue to teach even when I was beyond the age of really dancing well. And one of the things she said that stayed with me my whole life, see how my accent is today. Hang on one second. Uh, dearie, dancing, you must look beautiful, but be strong as ox. <laughs> so be strong as ox, right? Yeah. But look, look differently. So this was an interesting dichotomy that I had in my life: is how to be, how to be one way, which was really strong and have my muscles and all of my coordination working very well, and to at the same time appear to move without effort. So that, that was my first, uh, first big hurdle. I also uh, loved to ride horses, and I, I had a horse when I was little, and people always said, well, you can't dance and ride a horse, because when you ride a horse, you're turning your legs in, and when you dance, you're turning your legs out. And in my mind, I thought, well, why not? Why, why not? I, just, I just need to tell my body, in this activity, you go this way. And in the dance activity, you go the other way with your, your hip joint and your legs. Now, the only other thing is, is sometimes you fall off a horse and you, and you break a bone and you have to heal and then you can't go to dance class. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that. When I used to ride my horse, I was like, uh, she managed to crack my sternum just before, I think, if, yeah, just a few days just before I was going to go on holiday. That was in the middle of winter. She just put in a massive staggly bang. So I just could barely breathe when I went. To, so I was on holiday on this, uh, on the Canary Islands. I think it was the middle of winter. It was like about three foot of snow in the UK. And we were there in, on the beach catching the sun. <laughs> and it just like, every time I crossed the road, oh God, I was in so much pain. So yeah, I remember that. It was really good fun going back to doing sports, being terrified of breathing again. Because I think if I take a deep breath, I'm going to cry. Oh, uh, right. No, because that's a very fragile spot. Now, one thing, though, that I think is really interesting, and you, and you all have to think back and let me know, is, but 
I assume you were laying on the beach a lot and just soaking up the sun and or or did you do that on your vacation and I do that uh, I, I used yeah I did that because that was pretty much all I could do it was hurting so much to do anything else so <laughs> but you know the, the, the my biggest fear is when something like that happens at my age because there was a distinct moment when I from when I was kind of up to my baby my when I was 41 42 I was okay I would recover easily from anything like that and then there was a moment when that completely changed just boom overnight suddenly like a little bruise takes about three weeks it's gonna get better so a big bruise now if I, if I get bruised today probably by Christmas I'll, I'll be fine so it's that kind of fear that I had that um, obviously you know when you get an injury then it takes forever and you can't go back to doing what you used to do whereas it's not true Right. It's not true. Um, now my mom, my mom danced and she taught dancing until she was 72. Wow. And um, one of the things she told me, I went back and worked with her uh, when she was 65 and, and we worked together for uh, about five or six years. And one of the things she said is that up until the moment you die, your body is still healing. It's making new cells and it's replacing old cells and it's replacing damaging cells but then she but then she smiled and she said it just does it a lot more slowly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she she's she taught me through you know through how she dealt with herself and things that she had that she had to heal from is that healing takes patience yeah. and I started thinking about it and I'm like well training the body takes patience the only thing I mean and, and like like um, swimming diving I you know like I used to love to dive I cannot tell you how many times I practiced the the dive with the front flip in a pike in order to be able to do it well I didn't care how many times I did it I didn't care that it might have taken me the entire summer doing the same dive over and over and over. So if I would try to do the dive now, oh, there, we would not be seeing a beautiful dive. <laughs> In my mind, I can remember. I can remember the final place I got to. I don't remember all the practice to get there. And so... If I would go now and try and do that, oh, I would probably make a belly flop. Heaven knows what would happen. But do I want to spend the entire summer practicing again? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> but there's something about the body and the brain that the brain says, well, I practiced this. I learned it. I shouldn't have to practice it again. But that's not true either. The body... Yes, like riding a bike. Yes, if I get on a bike, I will remember how to ride a bike and I will remember how to balance. But I will have a little readjustment curve because it's not in my familiar everyday lexicon of things. So I have to have patience with myself as I reawaken my body's physical memories and let them let my body's knowledge come up and overrule my brain's impatience because mostly it's my brain that is impatient my body doesn't really have an agenda other than you know to play around in the world you know to lay on the grass and to jump in the water and to um, ride on the bicycle and you know go really fast and see if I can still do it with no hands <laughs> Oh, I used to, you know, I could ride like 10 or, I could ride all the way from my house, which is like 12 blocks, to the swimming pool, turn corners, and as long as I hit all of the traffic lights right and didn't have to stop, I could go the whole way without touching the handlebars after I got going, you know? Well, I wouldn't even dare to try that now, and I did that when I was like 11 or 12, you know? Yeah. But, but if I was willing to ride my bike every day and practice 
I could remember how to turn the corners, but um, I think we were, well, we were talking about your, your sternum. When I was young, I didn't have, I hadn't been hurt before, and that's a different thing for the body. Once it's been hurt, it kind of remembers that and it seizes up. And that seizing up actually causes you to hurt yourself. <laughs> so the very memory of being hurt can, can add to the likelihood of being hurt again. And so, so then there's a, like a reflexive level of healing we can, we can do. But, but partly the reason kids do such daredevil things when they're young is they've never been hurt. And so, so they don't know what it feels like to break a bone. They don't know how long it takes. They don't know how boring it is to try and take your test with your non-dominant hand because you broke your dominant hand. Um, so, so after you, you know, after you push yourself, and and kids are built to push themselves, and that's the thing I think about getting older, is the line of pushing changes. How, how far you should push changes. When you should push. Can you, instead of pushing, build gradually? Which is actually micro-pushing, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so, there's another thing my mom told me. She, she said, if I exercise really hard and I work in the yard the same day, I take the next day off. When I was young, one night's sleep was enough to bounce back. Yeah. Now, it might take two nights sleep and a day in between. Yeah. And when she got, and, and, but see, she did Tai Chi. She did Tai Chi and Qigong until she was 86 or 7, 86 or 7. So she would get up and she would go to Tai Chi class. Now, Tai Chi was a good thing for her at, at 80 some odd years old. She had, she had pretty much quit doing yoga by then because, well, because she had COPD and it, and it was hard for her to go upside down. Yeah. But she, she could do, she could still do the Tai Chi and still get the exercise. But it was for seniors, and so it was twice a week. And in between, they had the Qigong, which was really the energy exercise, and some movements and some patterns, but not, not even as physically active as the Tai Chi. Yeah. So, so then, you know, so, so then my, still my nature, right? When I get ready to do something, I'm going to do Tai Chi every day. Do I need to do Tai Chi every day? Could I walk 20 minutes one day and do Tai Chi the next day and alternate? And then, and then there's my brain going, yeah, but you would be so much, you would feel like you were 45 if you would, and I'm like, I'm not so sure. I said, I might feel better. But I don't even know how I felt when I was 45. I know how I remember I felt, but that could be completely faulty at this point. There's a song over here. It's a, it's a country song. I'm not going to remember the name or the artist, but I love this song because the guy, the main thing the guy says is, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And the reason I like that is, is because as I've gotten older, I understand my body better. And there's a way, while I don't have the same physical strength or flexibility that I used to have, I have more fine-tuned control. I have more understanding and ability to change so that if I'm lifting something heavy, when I was young, I would just bust right through it, whatever it was. And if it was too heavy for me to lift, if, it, if I was out of alignment or something, 
I would probably pop my back out of place or I would strain, strain a muscle and I would go to the chiropractor and he would fix me up. But now, now when I start, I can feel faster when I'm out of alignment. And because I'm not as what I would say physically aggressively strong, I can make micro adjustments in my alignment or even I put the thing down and I look at it and I go and lift it from an entirely different angle, an entirely different way. You're going to get somebody to do it for you. There is always that. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite, you know, injury prevention strategies. Just go, oi, so somebody, can you go and help? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Young people. You know, I mean, I have to, I have to do this. I'm short, right? So, like, I'm like five three, um, and so a lot of times in the grocery store, unless I was going to climb up the shelves, which I I don't do anymore, I have to go get a tall person anyway to get me the thing off the top shelf. And that's another thing about getting a little bit older. What do I want to spend my energy on? Yeah. You know, if if I have a young neighbor. I'm going to let them carry all my heavy groceries into the house. There's no reason for me to waste my energy on that when if when I could choose to use my energy to go for a nice refreshing walk. Yeah. But if if I don't have the bandwidth for both things, then I give up the thing I like the least. Cuz I'm lazy, a little lazy or or I'm interested in my the things I like. Yeah, you're wiser. You you can make better use of your energy and uh, and you know when it's when it's a good time to let somebody feel like they're doing a good deed isn't it <laughs> right right and um what i think a little bit too is not is not as uh fun but sometimes i can do a lot of the same things if i will go more slowly mm-hmm. if i breathe better because again, when when you're young, you you have so much kind of boundless energy, and and don't always know how to use it well. And um, and now, if I say, well, if I if I breathe, well, this other thing is breathing. When when I was young, I didn't even think about breathing. I just did whatever I want to do. But now if I'm going to do something heavy, I want to exhale when I do the heavy thing. I want to inhale um, at a different point in the movement. And all of that gives me more energy and changes the quality, a little bit changes the quality of what I'm doing. So that I have a more coordinated effort in my whole body with my breathing and my thinking to do the activity whereas when I was young I was I just kind of um, just willy-nilly did things you know it's just yeah I, I just look back so when I, at all the times when I was younger and I would just jump at things ju just literally without thinking diving into trying new things like head first without any planning, any thought, any preparation whatsoever. And just, I was like, coming out of the other side, I was like, no, oh, that was really easy. That later on, trying to do the same thing again, it's just, it just takes like, you know, forever. It's like a major project, like just developing a whole new village kind of level of effort that you have, I have to put in when I want to do something new. I mean, I, I don't particularly like, like running at the moment because I'm still dealing with my spinal injury from a car crash a year ago. I cannot do a lot of the things that I really love doing. And obviously there's a lockdown still going on. So we can't go to the gym. I can't go to fight club. We can't do the sparring, can't do any of that kind of fun stuff. I can't even practice the back flips because I haven't got the equipment at home. I, the only thing I can do that doesn't really hurt is, is running. But, when I was little, I, when I was younger, I just entered one race, but running is not my thing. I entered one race, I can't remember why, it seemed like a good idea on the day, and so I just did it. So I went, I probably ran for about 10 minutes, three days in the run up to this race, just literally completely clueless. 
So I went in there and I just ran like Forrest Gump style. I just started running. I just kept running and running and running. I just wouldn't give up until I saw the finish line kind of thing. And as it turns out, I actually came first in my category, whatever there was like different, you know, you got you had like younger people, older people, women, men, all that kind of thing. And I can't remember what category it was. I think it must have been children or whatever, young adults, whatever it was. I just came first and I just... I have absolutely no idea as to why that even happened. Why did I not die halfway through or collapse at the very least? Because I just really, it was like a, I can't remember if it was a marathon length or half a marathon. It, it was a big deal, but I just literally, I just kept on going. And if I did that now, I'd be in hospital for six months just trying to be stitched up, <laughs> my bones stitched back together. I just really probably pass out halfway through, bash my head. It's just not going to happen, but I have to plan everything, but I can still do it. So for me, I tried to, coming up to Christmas, I started doing running in the gym on the treadmill. So I thought, I can do that. I'll try, I'll have a go at this. And to get ready for the, to, I was doing the zero to 5K, which is really progressive and really easy to actually get better. I just bloody struggle sometimes but you know it took I was thinking oh this should be easy you know it's just like I'm starting to, starting to feel my age I think this should be easy but you can still do it it just sometimes you have to repeat it doesn't take nine weeks necessarily it might take 12 or maybe 15 because you have to stay on week two or three for five weeks because because well, as it increases it just it jumps sometimes it jumps for like three minutes to eight minutes and if you're not used to that, it's a big deal. So, but, you know, despite old age, I think I try not to put limits on what I can attempt. Despite well, everything. For me, what you were saying, like, like if it goes from three minutes to eight minutes, yeah. I would do that. I would try a minute a day to add. Yeah. And, and if that was too long, I would do 30 minutes a day. So one day I would do three minutes and 30 seconds. Then I, next day I would do four minutes. Then I would do four minutes and 30 seconds. Then I would do five minutes. And at about five, I might be able to go from five to six. So one of the things that I try to, to do is listen to my body. And, and not... This is the other thing. Sometimes you get into something and you're feeling really good, right? And you've said, well, I'm going to do this for seven minutes or ten minutes or something. And you're feeling really good at the end of your time. You think, well, I'm just going to do another five minutes or I'm feeling so good, I'll double it. Oh, no. I, that's not a good thing at this age, at my age. And, and I'm 62, and I, I intend to be able to still teach dancing when I'm 72. And I intend to still be able, and I was talking to you before we started about jumping. And, and I, I miss jumping because so much of, of ballet was short, small, fast jumps. And then you had big jumps. And I love the big jumps. And now, like, if I'm, if I'm going on a walk and I, and I come to, like, a little retaining wall and it's, like, two feet to jump down to the sidewalk, I'm, I'm already thinking, you know, when I was a kid, I wouldn't have even thought, I wouldn't have even stopped at the edge of the wall. I would have just been going right along and right over. But now I'm thinking, okay, well, that's concrete that I'm landing on. I need to be on two feet before I take off. Maybe I should just sit down <laughs> and hang my legs off and keep going. I could always find a stairway and write extra steps and go to the stairway. And I'm, and I, and I feel sad sometimes when that happens, you know, because, because I remember the abandon of, of, uh, being really, really fit and, and really strong. And, and I, and I think that that's the real difference is, is I think that you can still do a lot of things. I keep remembering that when I was a kid, this guy, Jack Lillane, I think one time he he walked, I don't know if he's in San Francisco or if he was in L.A., but he he was an athlete and a tumbler and something, and then he was like the first fitness guru in, in the U.S. And one time he walked really far on his hands all the way to the ocean, and then he swam somewhere. But I mean, I mean, 
like many blocks, maybe maybe more than a mile, maybe downhill and uphill. I mean, it, it was like astounding, and I think he was over 50. We can probably find it on Wikipedia or something. Um, but it was it was also part of the thing about not to artificially accept limits based on age just because somebody else says you can't do A, B, and C when you're this age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, okay, so in terms of tumbling, I can probably still do, um, well, in modern dance you do these sidewards rolls. I can probably still do the sideward roll, and I can probably get down and do the roll. Where I'm going to be slow is getting up. <laughs> But it, I've been telling people recently that they should practice falling out of their chair onto a carpeted surface. And they should practice having, having their body fold and roll. Because then they won't, then if they happen to trip on the sidewalk, which I do often, they, instead of tensing up, their body will remember, oh, fold and roll, soften and give in to the floor as we talk about that in dancing a lot in modern dances is you give in to the floor and then the floor will support you and i think it's important to just listen to your body and then try and move all of your joints every day in as many directions as they will move not as far as they will move you know like you don't have to like bend your arm way back uh like i did when i was a kid but but if i if I circle all my joints, and I even circle my fingers, which I don't do enough, because I get them kind of cramped doing one type of movement on the keyboard, but if I do all of these gentle, move my joints in there, what I'm gonna say is complete range of motion as opposed to full range of motion. Um, so it, it doesn't have to go all in the direct, all as far as it used to go. But it, if it circles, then it needs to circle. If it hinges, it needs to hinge. And if I do that, my body feels happy. And it says, oh, she still values me. She still likes me to be able to do this. If I don't move it, it thinks that I don't like it anymore. And I think this is very easy too when people get older, is that they begin to dislike their body. You know, like my tummy sticks out where it didn't used to stick out. These parts sag where they didn't used to sag. Um, and, and I think it's very, very easy for people to slip into, maybe not even saying it out loud, but in their head, not liking their body. And their body, your body is your home. Yeah. And it's an important home. I mean, really and truly, we can't do much in this physical world without it. Absolutely, yeah. And if we, if I say to it, ah, yeah, you, you have a little extra <laughs> underneath the arm. Mm -hmm. And I think, well, what if I, you know, what if I figure out some different ways to move that might activate that little extra instead of, Instead of saying, I'm embarrassed of that, I'm never going to wear short sleeves again. Well, the body feels it when we reject it. And it, it moves away from us when we reject it. Then when we stumble on the sidewalk, it's not right there ready to say, oh, I remember how to tumble and roll and give into the ground. It's, it's like we're falling and it's, and it's behind the scenes because we've shoved it away. This can happen too, like if, if people have, you know, they're a grandparent and they have to go to a wedding and they, they remember being young. Oh, actually, a whole bunch of my friends are posting their wedding pictures. And um, like, and it's 43 years, they've been married 43 years. And I'm like, holy heck, how can they have been married 43 years? And, and they aren't necessarily posting a picture of themselves today. And I'm thinking, yes, you were young and you were beautiful, but you really hadn't lived. You didn't understand the world the way you understand the world now. So there's a lot of knowledge also in our bodies that it has passed through um, and survived. And the knowledge about how to survive, like, like your body knows about how to survive from that broken bone. Mm 
in the sternum that my body doesn't know. It didn't break that one. <laughs> it, broke, it broke this one. It broke one in my foot. You know. <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't know that. But your body knows that. And your body, if you remind it, it knows how to heal a broken bone. It might take it a while. But it knows how to do it. It's a little bit rambly, but hey. No, but it's good to see. The thing is, when I work with people, when I, when I the people come to me, it's usually they are in a place of self-loathing for exactly all the same thing. The reasons that you said that because because they're rejecting their body, they're rejecting the changes, the way in which their body is changing, and things look different. You're no longer as your muscles are not as tight. Your skin starts to sag a little bit even if you've been tight all your life suddenly you're thinking yeah that never used to flat when i when i raise my arm like that and now it does occasionally so you go back to doing all the exercise and you kind of because it's a bit like a sinking ship in a way you know that you just you think oh there's a bit of a, of a leak over there stop it and then ah well now there's one over there stop it and it, it, it's a little bit of that kind of game until you get control until you kind of understand why things are happening. But yeah, no, it's, um, that's exactly one of the things that I try to teach clients when people want to come to me, just this is like, okay, yes, you, you have all these things going on with you, but you just have to adapt what you're doing to the ways in which your body is changing. And that's all there is to it. And accept that there are really no limits as to what you can have a go at. If you want to experience new things, you just have to be really, really strategic as to how you go about it because injuries are easier to happen just because unless you're amazingly super fit and you've been keeping yourself that way throughout life. But I'm finding that the older I get, the, the more my motivation actually sinks, it sinks and I'm not quite as fanatical as I used to be like, oh, I can't, I can't possibly skip this world. Sometimes I'm thinking, yeah, I can. <laughs> the world is not going to end. My world is not going to end. I just might be a bit more wobbly uh, than this week than, than I was last week. But, you know, it's, um, it's all about finding a new balance, isn't it? Yeah, it is a new balance. And, uh, and not demanding, ah, a new balance and like listening to your body. Where is my body today? What does it need today? Does it need more protein today? Does it need more fluid today? Does it need stretching today? Does it need more aerobic infusion today? Does it, you know, is it just being lazy? Or do I need a rest day? Do I, you know, do I need a mental rest day? I, I have a friend and she's, she tries to walk 20 minutes three times a day. But a lot of times she's walking when she's angry or frustrated because something's going on so she takes a break and, and I th and think, okay, this is better than sitting and stewing, right? Getting the body moving, getting the endorphins moving, getting fresh air and and doing something where she has seeing different things and she's not able to just run over whatever is frustrating her over and over and over. But at the same time, I've, I find I want to not push my body the way I, I did. I used to uh, push it. Like, so like if I was doing, um, like in dance, you would do these, uh, develop haze where you would lift your leg up high in the air and you would hold it up and as of one day I held it up for 30 seconds the next day I want to hold it up for a minute and then the next day I want to hold it up longer and and now it, this is interesting now what I want it to do is to continue moving I'm not really as interested in that it have this stronger than everybody else what I want it to be actually now is I want this inner strength that balances the flexibility. But what I think is dangerous for people as they get older is, is that they begin to limit their movements and they put them in a smaller and smaller box. 
And, and if you do that and you stop doing, like you always do a variety of types of activity and energy, uh, I mean activity and training and, and, and diversity. And I think that it can be easier as we get older to stop the diversity of movement in terms of different types of movement styles and pick one that probably feels more comfortable to the body and is easier to do and then just do that one. And when we do that, without realizing it, we start to limit the body's overall flexibility. So it's the same if you work at a desk job and you start and you go every day and you sit in a chair and you don't take a break. Pretty soon, sitting becomes your body's normal thing and stretching backward, it doesn't do very much anymore. And a lot of times, even twisting it it stops twisting because you're at the computer and the computer keeps you fo focused forward and in a in a is that lateral what is this no sagittal, sagittal. I, it keeps you in the sagittal plane so I think it's important to keep the whole three-dimensional space of the world in your mind and in your body's and to move your body in that whole three-dimensional space whether whether you you use you know stretchy flex bands whether you do some kind of uh, yoga kind I, I don't think it matters what kind of exercise you do as as long as you keep keep your body moving in three-dimensional space and and try to keep your joints going in their whole yeah. range of movement I th I, that's what I think. It, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going on right now. <laughs> for the next ten years, I could do more walking. That would be good for me to do more walking. My yeah. walking, especially when you get a bit older, is, is magical for for stress for stress management, which is like one of the things, the main things that uh, especially women need to get a handle on, and once they enter the midlife, just really stress management is the key to pretty much everything: health, fitness weight loss and uh, that's all it I, when I when I work with, with, with people I just always recommend so choose one activity like you said that's going to be your main focus but then do other things that are complementary so you know when I, I like to do at the moment I'm doing Krav Maga so well I've been doing that for the last two years I think and funny enough every time I'm, I'm coming up to a grading some major disaster happened this year we had a it's <laughs> literally the week before the lockdown. I literally was what uh, started the week, the same week that I was supposed to do the grading. So when it never happened, but um, so that is is my main thing. But that there are many components to it. So obviously you need to be fit. You have to be you have to have a good cardio uh, fitness because otherwise you you pass out when you're sparring or you can't retain you can't deploy your strength or your your techniques because your brain just can't cope so but you also have to be strong because you need to be fit so there's lots of different things so i try to complement that so we do the class and you learn the techniques and all the other bits but then i do lots of other things outside of it that actually help and one of the things that people get surprised at i do like sort of uh, gymnastics or, or quadrupedal movement so I'm like on, on all fours doing handstands and doing doing stuff like that. And then they get surprised because when they push me on the floor, I just turn around and I kick them in the head from that position. So, <laughs> so but it's just lots. Actually, I'm addressing my own fitness from all angles. So I need something that helps me stay flexible because otherwise I'm going to get hurt. Right. I need stronger because otherwise I get pushed around and I can't hold my ground necessarily and then I need to be able to not have my lungs and my heart explode as I'm as I'm doing stuff which is mostly enjoyable but I don't want to run out of puff within 30 seconds because again I get beaten up so whereas I'd rather do the beating so <laughs> it's <laughs> way. And so it's um you know it's always like trying to do different things that are also they take you away like you say when you get into that narrow box if you just do one thing and that's the only thing that you do, you kind of miss out. You, you, you kind of get, I don't know if it happens to other people, but for me, I get saturated after a while. I just get, I can't take any more of this. I need variety. I need to go and do something different. So by always having something different going on at the same time, 
that complements actually even if i'm doing something completely related and when i'm doing the animal flow stuff i'm literally rolling around the floor and doing all these crazy things just getting to these positions and uh, and you think what's that got to do with your or i want to do the hula hooping what was that got to do with your fighting well actually i got a lot because it helps me develop muscle but at the same time rest as i'm training which seems a contradiction but it's not and so it's always good to have a bit of variety it keeps you interested so when you go back to the things that's your main focus and you actually enjoy it that little bit more because you learned you, you got better at it without actually practicing that thing and that's something that uh, when i was studying kung fu when i went to china as well we just a lot of influence bruce lee was also kind of the main influence thing so influence and it was saying you know you cannot you need you, you can't was Einstein going on the same thing that Einstein was saying that you cannot resolve the problem within the same framework that created it. So the kind of Bruce Lee version was don't just stay in that small box, go outside and do other things. And he was a, a cha-cha champion and that gave me like amazing footwork when he was doing all these fight scenes in movies and stuff because he did something completely unrelated. So it, it keeps you motivated, it keeps you fresh, I think. I do too. I think that's that's true. And I and I like like you said complementary. I think that's really important, you know. If if I'm if I'm just walking, if that's my primary basic exercise and I don't stretch, I'm still going mostly in the sagittal plane where I'm working, you know. And and I really need it, and and in, in in modern dance, there's a whole set of exercises you do on the floor that in that involve both strength and flexibility, and and so the, those I, I try to do those together because a lot of times early on in my, in my dance career, people emphasize flexibility over strength, and then that actually makes you weak. Mm -hmm. And um, and, and my body used to be hypermobile. It's this is interesting to have something that was how it was be changing, and so it's not as hypermobile as it was. So that's kind of a like, whoa, that's weird. But in another way, it my body stays in alignment better. I think because I pay more close attention to it, and I know. I know the boundaries, and it's not that I don't sometimes push the boundaries, but I push them in a much more conscious way than I did when I was younger. And, um, you know, so if I had to get off of a, of a roof because the building was burning down, I wouldn't just go to the edge and jump off like I did as a kid. I'd probably go to the edge, and then I'd probably hang down, and then I would probably go a little bit, you know, let myself drop a smaller distance and I would still be able to rescue myself from the burning building, but just in a slightly different way. <laughs> Make sure you have a drain pipe next to the window so you can always climb down that one. <laughs> yes, climb down the drain pipe or a tree that you can... can... Actually, I, I should send you a picture. I, there's this beautiful, beautiful tree uh, that I go by. It's a London plane tree which I didn't realize was its own kind of thing, but it, it, the branches come out really wide horizontally and they're fairly low to the ground. And um, when I was young, I spent a great deal of time up in trees. And so now I'm, I went to this tree the other day and I, I hung out by the tree and I leaned on the tree and I uh, stood in some of the branches that were pretty far out and, and there was a storm coming, so the wind was blowing and I, I just leaned into the tree and so then I'm like, flowing with the wind the way the branch was flowing and I kept going back to this one place and I kept thinking if you crawl up in this tree and you can't get down this is going to be so embarrassing and this is another thing about getting older you talk yourself out of stuff when I was a kid I just said okay let me see how I can get up in this tree so I'm I'm feeling the urge to go back today <laughs> Many flips you can do. Many times you can flip <laughs> on and off. 
right and so so you know can I still get up in a tree I don't know do I still want to yes do I want to figure out maybe another way to get up in the tree maybe maybe so I don't I I think that curiosity helps too mm -hmm. you know if I can't do this, what else can I do? So that's where I went down to the, because like, the branch, I mean, like, I think the branch, like, sticks out, like, 25 feet from the trunk. I mean, it goes way long away, so that it has a tremendous amount of movement yeah, yeah. that upright branches have in a different way. So, so last time, I, I did that, and it, it was a different experience, but I would never have had that experience if I had been easily able to climb the tree. So what different things happen now? What different opportunities do I see and take advantage of that I didn't take advantage of when I had, what would I say, easier access to my total facility? Because <laughs> I still have access to my total facility. I just don't have it exactly with the same it's pretty much the same unconscious thought. It was, I was fairly unconscious in my athleticism. Yeah, it's just a natural thing. You just, you know, you just have this sense of knowing that you can do things, so you just go and do them. But as later on in life, you start to think, actually, can I? And yeah. uh, I, I had that, as you said, an example, I was like a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I hate doing Facebook Lives. I just feel really, <laughs> Just really not my thing, but I do them. I've been told I have to do them under duress, pretty much. So I do them. And uh, the first one I did on my personal profile, which for, for me, which I don't know why I had this phobia, but anyway, I was talking, I saw a ditch. And I thought, oh, I'm going to jump the ditch. Boom. So I just jumped this ditch. But when I went back to it afterwards and I turned the phone off, I looked at it and I was thinking, how? So I tried to jump it again to take like a video shot, strap the phone to the front of my bed. <laughs> I'm going to do one of these really cool videos, like, you know, you see the parkour athletes with the GoPro camera on the head. So I'm going to do that and, and film myself as I'm jumping over the, 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 the ditch. And could I do it? No, it was the same ditch, exactly the same. It hadn't changed. I went back to the exact same spot where I took off while I was on the phone and I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't rationalizing. And I would just literally, in the end, I said, well, I said, I'm going to go. I'm going to rip my trousers off. And you're going to, you know, I had like one of these... Trousers were not really, not exercise stuff. So, so you just go, the last thing you want is just you're in the middle of, of your jump and go crack. And you end up having to go home, like sort of covering yourself up because suddenly you're losing, you know, you're right. losing clothes because you just ripped them. But it, it was just like literally thinking, and I was like, why is it that when I didn't think about it, I just went over, just pop over it. Doing like a lot of flying splits kind of thing. You're just in a, in a style, completely the wrong style of jumping for the type of exercise, but you just poof, just went. And then when I was trying to do it properly, I'm thinking, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So in the end, I gave up. But it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. That's a, no, that's an interesting thing to play with. And, the, and this is the, this, this is, this is the difference when your body tries, okay, it's, it's when your body, your body told you it could jump over the ditch and you went yeah. and it did it. But when you wanted to go back and do it again, your brain, the part of your brain that is good for certain things got in the way of the natural part of your body that knows how to jump over the ditch. And the brain wanted to know, okay, I want to know how this happened and I want to be able to do it again and again and again whenever I want to do it. So I want to analyze it and understand it. And at that point, the brain the brain starts to interfere with the body's natural animal aliveness and super functioning this happens in dance a lot is 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 people interfere oh they start they start to think this gesture has to have this feeling and then suddenly it's all overdone Whereas if they would just listen to the music and think about their character, they would make the feeling that was exactly right for the part. But there's a, there's a, that this is very interesting. Now we might have to have another conversation about this. <laughs> it's, it's, 
the well just for fun you know how how to get the brain and the body to work together for the best functioning of both and sometimes it's that judgment piece you know if I do this I'm gonna rip my jeans or if I do this I'm gonna fall on my face and look stupid or like my tree right if I get stuck up in this tree and so then that's enough to keep my feet glued to the ground that that idea that somebody would see this old lady climbing up in the tree <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah no it's really interesting and 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 like I said you had that in there it was all in there you're as good once as you ever were yeah. and and so and I don't blame you for wanting a video of it I really don't I would have <laughs> wanted a video of that too <laughs> Would have been epic. I thought I'm gonna have to do this, keep it for posterity. So when I when I feel like a wimp, I just watch. No, I can do it, but it didn't happen. So I have to go back. I think wearing different trousers because because yeah. clearly was a defining factor. <laughs> no, no, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's really funny. <laughs> well, I hope that this is something fun for your 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 listeners to yeah. think about. And to and I hope they comment on what are their things that they can still do really well once, but that that when they try to repeat them, maybe doesn't doesn't repeat the same way. Yeah. And 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 then to move, what are their you know how how do you like to move? I don't I don't twist enough. I every time I twist, my body is so happy that I'm twisting. That's another thing. If I would just listen to that, I would twist all over the place. But but I get I get very frontally oriented, which I think happens as we get older, as we get really forward oriented. Yeah. Um, so just to conclude in a nutshell, so don't just move in one plane. Don't believe your brain. Listen to your body. Don't ignore your brain either, but don't believe it when it kind of stops you from doing things and just stay curious. What else? Try and move your joints every day in their in their range of motion. You know, don't don't try to extend the range of motion, but just it's like keeping you know what I think of the tin man and keeping my joints oiled. Just yeah. keeping my joints oiled. My knees and my ankles. I'm not real good at oiling my toes and they need some oiling. <laughs> So thank you very much. It was great to chat with you. You're welcome. So if people wanted to check out your work, where can they go? Uh, they could go type in just type in dancingwiththese.com and they should get to my website and find out Perfect. more fun and silly things. Cool. Okay, we're gonna have to do this sometimes because I got a feeling that we have we we kind of like go, we could go on for like three hours quite happily. <laughs> so much that we haven't really <laughs> tapped into yet so hopefully at some point we will uh, be able to to do this one more time at least so, thank you thank you for for doing this and um, thank you for listening people yes thanks so much take care <laughs>